Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I'm only your classic nerd. Look, man, um, uh, it's, been a, it's been a weird week. My fiance comes home tomorrow. I'm excited about this. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she's been gone in North Dakota, in the middle of nowhere for six weeks. Finally comes home tomorrow, so I'm excited. One of those states that I fully intend never to visit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone should. She was in some place called Minot. Like, Aren't those the uh, bat-like things from Star Wars? Minot? Not sure. Know, right? From Not Empire right. Strikes Back? I don't oh, know. It was a Minoc. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this place is Minot. I thought it was called Minot. Cause it's M-I-N-O-T. So I was like, oh, Minot. Nope, it's pronounced Minot. It's like the worst town ever. It's surrounded by like an Air Force base, and there's nothing to do, and it's cold as hell, and everyone sucks. Yeah, North Dakota's um, when they looked at like every state's like most popular place and saw like what they voted for in the past election, I think like North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota, South Carolina, Alabama, and Mississippi were like, oh, and maybe like Montana and like why all like you know like the crappy South states. South Dakota's where um Mount Rushmore is, right? Yeah. So like those crappy states were the only states where the, the highest population city voted for Trump. Every other state, uh, the highest populated city voted Biden, which is normal, right? Because they say like people in in areas where there's more population tend to be like more liberal what's or left leaning in North Dakota. I'm trying like I'm racking my Bismarck brain. Fargo. Oh, that's right. Fargo's there. Yeah, Fargo's in North Dakota. That's that's like I think those are the two. I think Fargo would probably be the most popular, like most known place in North Dakota. That's but Bismarck's it, right? the capital. Like, I don't actually have anything. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing. Like, at least like South Carolina, you got like Myrtle Beach, and they have good football teams. You know, Auburn. Uh, no, Auburn's in Alabama. Clemson, Clemson's in in uh, South Carolina. Whatever. Um, so. I was reminded of something. So every Wednesday, I watch this uh, reality television competition called The Challenge. Mm. Have you heard of it, Ali? No. Have you heard of The Real World? Mm, yes. Okay. So what The Challenge is, it's derived from The Real World and Road Rules. You remember Road Rules? No, I don't remember Road Rules. So Road Rules and Real World were the two reality shows on MTV. They're like the first reality shows, like, that were mainstream, really, that people I don't people watch reality TV now, much less back then. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So, the challenge, what it did was it brought these guys, or these guys, these people from the reality shows, like the real world and road rules, and they made them do, like, athletic challenges and stuff. It's been going on for, like, 36 seasons now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, like, it's super popular, um, but they've expanded. So, whereas before, it just used to be, like, road rules and real world, and then, like, They'd have like, you know, like some offshoots. They'd bring like people that that auditioned to join the show. Um, now they're doing like Big Brother, Survivor, uh, Love Island, UK, X on the Beach, all this other stuff. Right. Um, and then Lolo Jones, who's an Olympian. So they're they're bringing up a lot of other people. And one of the more popular cast members um, in the past few seasons has been this guy named Steven, who goes by Bear. Um, Bear is from, uh, I think, like Love Island, UK, or something, or Geordie Shore, one of those things. I'm, he was so like a UK like reality star, right? If I thought, if I thought American reality TV was bad, oh no, 
Yeah, British British reality TV is worse. Stupid. So this guy Bear on the show, he started dating one of the the more popular girls that uh, were like newly cast in the show, and her name was Georgia Harrison. They were dating on and off for a few years, and um, Bear had recorded her and him having sex through his security cam, right? Without her knowledge. Now. That's one thing in itself, right? Like, you know, like you're recording someone without their knowledge. That's that's pretty bad, right? That's like that, up. That, yeah, it's fucked up as it is, right? Like, that's a that's a no go right there. But here's what Bear did. It gets even worse, doesn't it? It gets it gets worse. It so so Bear had an OnlyFans, and Bear posted a preview of his and her like oh, sex geez. tape oh, geez, on geez. on his OnlyFans. My God. Now, people like screenshotted that, sent it to her. She got in contact with OnlyFans. They took down his OnlyFans. Um, she also contacted but the mind authorities. You, in the process, millions of people have already seen it at this point. Yeah, probably right. Because I don't know how many people were following his OnlyFans, but like mm-hmm. once it's 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 on there, and she's popular because she's a very like attractive young lady. You know, like she's got a lot of fans and stuff. Like, she's got a lot of Twitter followers and all that. So, you know, and a lot of them are guys. Um, so, you know, she's she's very attractive. So, like, I guess people started searching it up. And this girl's mortified. Like, she's on Instagram, like, crying. Like, I can't believe he would do something like this. Like, you know, like, I didn't even know I was being recorded. Like, how dare you post something like that up? He's claiming it's not her. It's somebody else. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, whatever. They remove his OnlyFans account. He goes and travels to Dubai for like a month and a half, right? He tries to run away. Basically tries to run away. Whole time just talking shit, you know, like I didn't do nothing wrong, blah, 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 blah. The UK has really, really, really strict revenge porn laws. Yeah. So the UK went through a series of like, like legal reforms around internet technology. They're also probably going to be the first to cut down on Facebook. Twitter, fake news stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, they're, there's a lot of laws that are really outdated in the UK. Yeah. And a lot of things that, are, that desperately need updating. Like their libel laws really suck, right? Uh-huh. Um, but the thing that they're really good at, very good I think right now, and leading the way, is regulations around the internet. With that and like regulations against he- uh, hate speech and stuff like that. Yeah, hate speech is the other one that they really are good at. Their their regulations have sort of been working out, um, and and Besides definitely around internet regulations. So yeah, because like revenge porn is still something that the U.S. is struggling with. Yeah. So in a lot of states, so where I, where I live in California, it's a big deal, right? Like you could yeah. you could get fined or you could go to jail, right? But in in England, right in the U.K it's mandatory jail time, like minimum sentencing of three years, right? Like, so Bear comes back to England, right? You know, like whatever, like after, I guess, I don't know what the hell he was expecting to happen. Comes back, gets arrested as soon as he lands. Literally the second he lands in Heathrow, they arrested him, right? Like no questions asked, go straight to jail. You know, he gets bailed out, whatever. He comes out of it and He's seen with like a 17 year old girl. No, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And Bear's like, I think he's in his like late 20s. 
Though technically age of consent is younger in England, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, but it's just like... It's dude, super creepy, don't get me yeah. wrong. It's very, very creepy. But as far as I remember, I think their age of consent is... I think it still might be 18 in England. Because it was a big deal. People were talking shit. I think she was just like... They may, like have, a, they may have Romeo and Juliet. Like, I think she was may, like a few weeks away from her like 18th birthday or something. But like, I mean, they're, still they're still, there's definitely... It's creepy in England. Even if it's legal, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Same thing here, right? Like he, she could be eighteen, and it'd still be pretty creepy if he was yeah. in his late twenties or something. Yeah, like there's no fucking... denying that. But I think the the age of consent is is younger, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it depends on where you're at. But I just know it was like a big deal there. And yeah, dude, it's just it it got me to thinking, right? Like I could be wrong. I don't it, like they're they've so they've cracked down on a lot of revenge porn sites. So there used to be like some big like sites where people would just post revenge porn like all the time. Well, I didn't know that there was actual sites dedicated to it. Oh, there was sites dedicated to it. Um, one of the guys got... They've shut those sites down. Yeah, they shut those sites down. I like, it was like some... I forgot what it was called, but I remember it was like... Huh? We don't need to know. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but, uh, I think the, uh, the guy who ran the site was like, um, he lived here in California, right? And so the website was based out of California, but people would just upload from everywhere and it was like you'd literally like talk shit about your exes and post their pictures and stuff on there oh god and like that guy i think is now facing 25 years in prison like it it, it's that bad so like but that's because he ran a website that had to deal with all revenge porn um there was that other website where like it's called Girls Do Porn or something that had like a partnership with Pornhub for a while. They got in trouble. I think we talked about it a few years back where like they were like coercing women into like filming stuff and like telling them that they it actually wouldn't go up, but it did go up. And like, mm. so that guy got in trouble. Like the owners of that website got in trouble. Um, and then recently, Pornhub deleted more than half of their videos. Yeah, so this is... So I don't know a lot about internet pornography. I'll be real with y'all. Um, it's not my thing. Haven't watched it in like a decade, more than a decade actually. So I couldn't tell you how the how Pornhub functions. I can only tell you what I hear on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so like people made it seem like it's been a porn apocalypse. <laughs> that, that like all their stuff has disappeared. Well. On on Pornhub. So I, initially there was thirteen and a half million videos on Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So originally there was thirteen and a half million, um, and then uh, it, when they purged it, which was like back in December, it, it got purged and there was only four point seven million videos. Oh wow! But that's, a, that's actually a massive purge. Yeah, it's a huge purge, and like their mo- one of their most popular videos, like their most viewed non verified amateur video had more than 29 million views that got taken down. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So the, it's like it, it hit like most yeah, so like people, most of people their stuff on Twitter on. have been very vocal about it that like it's it's made the website horrible like they couldn't it's changed so dramatically. The origin of this is actually an article written in the New York Times. Nicholas Kristof wrote an article because uh, around a young woman whose videos were on Pornhub without mm-hmm. her consent. These videos were when she was a teenager. This, is a, this was been, has been an ongoing issue 
for not just Pornhub, but any of these sites where people can upload videos, right? The YouTube model. These videos often get a great deal of traction and mm -hmm. they often make money as a result of advertisement and clicks and all that. And so the websites have been very reluctant to ever take them down. This struggle by, by, the, by this young girl and many others who have been really just kind of fighting for years to get their videos down only became a real issue when this very popular New York Times writer, mm -hmm. Nicholas Kristof, wrote this article. And he brought a huge amount of pressure on the credit card companies who in turn put pressure on the, what do you call it, the mother, the website owner, the do MindGeek, I think it's called. Yeah, MindGeek's the, uh, they, they own like Pornhub, uh, Uporn, like RedTube, or they own a bunch of these like oh, random Jesus. like, yeah. So anyways, a bunch of these credit card companies basically cut ties and that's what caused these no. websites. No, so that's, that's, so they threatened to cut ties, right? Yep. Initially they threatened to cut ties because PayPal cut ties in 2019, but PayPal cut ties for other reasons. I guess uh, Pornhub was like doing stuff like, against paypal like they were they were doing like third-party right, transactions this isn't about paypal this yeah. is more much so, recently yeah this so this is this happened this article. happened yeah this happened in march or not that march sorry this happened in uh december yep. in december uh visa and mastercard threatened the pullout yep right yep. unless yep. they did something and right. that's when pornhub did something and they removed more than half their videos and they made it so now you have to be a verified user. So to be a verified user, you have to post a selfie with you like holding a picture of like the name of the website that you want to right. be verified on, right? So, so like as I, was, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> there was Nicholas Kristof wrote his article and this is what brought the real public pressure on Pornhub. Up until this point, they had been dragging their feet. The exact same girl who was featured in his article had been fighting for years, literal years, in order to get her videos down. She mm -hmm. said her videos were non-consensual. She said her videos were underage. She did everything he, she could, and Pornhub simply wouldn't act. Nicholas Kristof writes his New York Times article. The New York Times article ends up putting pressure on the credit card companies. The credit card companies end up putting pressure on MindGeek, and that's what ends up leading to these actions. Now, on the one hand, there is some very clear, you know, attempt to salvage their image. This is a last-minute action. This is not a proactive, we're taking a stance against child exploitation, non-consensual work, I don't know. This is all last-minute reactionary. We need to save face. We're about to lose a shit ton of money, mm -hmm. first and foremost. Second, while it's... Great, look, they're, they're trying to, to cut down on non-consensual videos. They're trying to cut down on child exploitation. The problem is that their action is fundamentally targeting vulnerable sex workers. The, okay, yes. The not... issue is that Nick Kristoff's article ends up working alongside several anti-porn, anti-sex worker campaigns that were already in effect for a while. Mm -hmm. Both several senators, several congresspeople, Republicans in particular, had been pushing on yeah. this issue for a while. Josh Howley being one of the main people. Yeah. So there's been a serious pressure from the legal perspective, from legislatures, 
generally from Republican right-wing anti-porn, anti-sex worker groups. So the problem is that this action ends up targeting people like trans women of color mm-hmm. and women who are often in vulnerable positions that they're not able to verify themselves. So their funding, their source of income where they can safely do sex work ends up getting targeted. The issue here is that I don't know the solution. So here's, here's where the sex workers are complaining about. After, so people that have been on Pornhub and these other sites as sex workers, most of them are verified, right? And a majority of them wanted people to be verified so that this, like, this thing couldn't happen where, like, MasterCard and Visa couldn't, like, okay, just pull out. Let's, let's clarify a couple things here, first and foremost. Some were verified, not the majority. This is very important to recognize because certain people are afraid of the verification process and the ramifications. We still don't live in a society where you can be a sex worker without ramifications. True. That's the reality of it. The, in particular, trans women of color were very careful about the verification process for a couple of reasons. One, not everyone had uh, their, not everyone wanted to go by their dead name, right? Mm-hmm. The ver- verification process is not all easy for people who don't have IDs, whose names don't match the IDs, who are transitioning. All of these people who kind of fall into the cracks of the margins of these issues end up getting hit by stuff like this. Professional sex workers or those that have been increasingly professional, even if we call them quote-unquote amateur, right? Mm-hmm. They've been increasingly more and more professional, meaning that they have built sort of a brand, they were far more comfortable with verification than these other people who were often on the margins of sex work. Yeah, but so they were upset because even after Pornhub took away the non-verified profiles and they took away half their videos, that Visa and MasterCard after that still pulled out. Right. They're, and now they're not it, processing. They're not yeah, processing any of the payments, which which then makes their lives as a sex worker, which for a lot of a lot of sex workers is hard enough as it is, right? Yeah. To to do it safely, right. um, it makes it that much harder. And there were, you know, like websites like Pornhub, RedTube, whatever. These were their primary source of income. So now they have to find another source of income. Right. Um, Pornhub is kind of just their their Pornhub's issued a statement. That said, like, you know, like a third party uh, a site called Watch Internet, uh, what was it? Watch Internet Foundation or Internet Watch Foundation found in the past three years 118 instances of like child pornography on Pornhub. Jesus. But, but that same Internet Watch Foundation found 84 million um, incidents of child pornography on Facebook. Jesus Christ. So, while there's a push to stop pornography, and look, there should be a, a push to stop child pornography everywhere, right? Yeah. I, I, think, I think we can all agree that there shouldn't be child pornography online. Like, if you get it away. Um, but I think websites like Pornhub and stuff are being somewhat unfairly targeted by like these conservative senators and these conservative groups. Right, as a part of a broader anti-porn. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I totally understand that. The issue here, however, is, is broader. We're talking about the complicated relationship between tech companies and labor. Mm-hmm. 
this is going to be an ongoing struggle. This is going to be an ongoing issue. And there's something, there's a part of me that's like, we, I've been shouting out from the rooftops about this for ages. And it's like, now that it's happening, people are like, oh my God, it's a catastrophe. I'm like, well, what did you expect was going to happen? Pornhub, OnlyFans, all these things provided a gig economy. We thought that the gig economy was going to be great. Great. It offered you liberation, right? This is the mm-hmm. same model that Uber relies yeah. on. Uber, You're Lyft, free DoorDash. to make your own schedule, free to work at your own time. And yes, yeah, some people make great money doing that and other people don't. Mm-hmm. But you got fooled and tricked by that when you should have been unionizing. Mm-hmm. The entire time, unionizing. We're seeing the exact same thing happen on YouTube right now. Ever since the insurrection in June 6th, YouTube has been cracking down. The problem is that they're cracking down on, on commentators. So left-wing commentators who didn't incite the riot, yeah. but somehow have an image of, say, or they're, they're showing some video clips from January 6th, they're getting completely demonetized. Overwhelmingly, the people that are getting targeted in YouTube's demonetization are left-wing, are women, and are trans. You know what else gets you demonetized on YouTube? You can't say coronavirus or COVID on there. See, it's like this is this this AI, this sort of dragnet that they're trying to do, isn't actually working. It ends up screwing over ordinary. But people thought that YouTube was a way of making money, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't begrudge anyone trying to have a side income. I don't begrudge anyone trying to survive. I know that as a result of the pandemic, a lot of people had to open up things like OnlyFans and whatnot. I have nothing against that, but. My problem is that everyone got fooled by the money. Mm -hmm. They saw the paycheck and they didn't look two feet in front of them. They didn't look a little bit ahead of them and go, wait a minute. I have put myself completely and totally in the hands of the tech companies, whether they're Pornhub or YouTube. But I see them as exactly the same. We saw this sort of independent contractor model means that your entire paycheck relies on the on the naivest hope, naivest hope that the tech companies won't change their regulation tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They did. Yeah. So I, my sympathies go out to the people who are being screwed over. But everybody saw this company coming. At what point are people going to rally together and going, we're not going to allow ourselves to be screwed over by these corporations and these companies. We're going to unionize. We're going to work together. We're going to collectively organize. And until they do, there's nothing you can do about it. No one is going to be able to change Pornhub or Visa stance tomorrow unless people organize around this. And unfortunately, pe- people aren't paying attention to, to sex workers getting screwed over right now. Yeah, no one, it, no one thinks about it, right? No like, one thinks about it. The, the, the pandemic has made it so much harder yeah. for people in in that industry, right? Like, right. And like strip clubs are closed. People, like, yeah, I don't want people to fall yeah. into the trap of thinking that okay, well, Pornhub's bad, but you, you OnlyFans is great. No, same thing is going to be happening there. Yeah, right. It's it's super important for people to to understand that. Yeah, we saw every, it with Bella Thorne. Yeah, at every fucking turn, corporations will screw you over. Tech companies will screw you over. Because they don't care about your bottom line. They, they care about their bottom exactly. line. Exactly. Right? It is so important that people start to work together, to collectively organize, to boycott, 
to 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 sank like really fight collectively collective bargaining is literally your only weapon use it and use it as much as you can in order to fight back against these corporations and companies because let me tell you we are not very far away from an air uh, from a place in which tech companies are going to really really fundamentally ruin people's paychecks it's they're already hitting they're already hitting sex workers but let me guess let me tell you it's not going to stop with sex workers no it's next it's we're already seeing it in california right the fact that they were able to lobby and effectively pass their measure in order to ensure that independent contractors for uber and whatnot right Mm -hmm. they are they're screwing over screwing over uber drivers already yeah already in california and it's only going to get worse so long as we don't collectively bargain so long as we don't organize so long as we don't unionize these things are only going to get worse every time they change a little thing a minuscule thing it'll be for the worse when it comes for you we saw this every time youtube changed they screwed over the little youtuber yeah that's what everyone was saying like so i'm i'm a fan of of wrestling right i'm a big wrestling fan i remember when the like youtube demonetized so many of my favorite wrestling youtubers yeah and like they didn't know what to do like that was their their one of their biggest sources of income yeah they had their websites and stuff but realistically they were making most of their money off their youtube videos and those videos got demonetized you know like like it's it screws over like it's not going to screw over the jake and logan pauls you know yeah. Those guys are going to make their money. Even when the Jake and Logan Pauls do some shit like fucking record dead bodies, you know, like hanging off of trees and shit, like they're not going to get screwed over. They're still, they're not demonetized. They're still making tons of money. Yeah. One's fighting Floyd Mayweather and making $20 million fighting Floyd Mayweather soon. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the reality of it. And it's the same. Like, porn companies are going to be fine. Right? Yeah. Big porn production companies, they will be fine. But the ordinary sex worker is who's getting screwed over here, right? Mm-hmm. And they got caught up in the allure, like everyone does, of the sort of, oh, look how much money I can make. And look at the freedom that comes with it, right? Yeah. But you never realize that you still don't own that labor. Now, the worst part about it is, is that people don't recognize that in a lot of these uh, agreements, whether it's on Pornhub or OnlyFans, you're still licensing out your image. Mm-hmm. This is why your image can end up on advertisement and stuff like that without you knowing. So not only are you getting screwed, but then they're going to use your image for advertisement so that they can get money. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the kind of double whammy that happens here. Your people don't understand this because it's the invisible hand of tech. You don't have a direct boss like you do in say a factory or retail or whatever, right? Yeah. Where you can see your boss in front of you. This boss is hidden. It's an invisible boss because tech is the boss. So people thought that it was somehow a more utopian arrangement, but it's not. It's just as capitalistic. It's just as exploitative. It's just as extractive. That labor is still being extracted. And so right now we're in this moment, and I think 2021 really is going to be the year where this controversy comes to the forefront of the, what do you do when these big tech companies make these decisions that end up screwing people over? What can you do? What is the regulation there? I think we will hopefully start to see more unionization happen this year. I think the Google union is is a big step, right? I think we will start to see, hopefully, people collectively organize a little bit more. 
like the other thing is like strikes, general strikes, strikes against corporations. They need to become normative. Mm-hmm. They have to become every day. You know, I, I'm very. It's disheartening to see how easily the strike has ever been erased from labor movements. You know, they strikes used to happen all the time. I don't think people realize this. If you go back a couple decades, a few decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, there's like strikes every other week. It's a very important way for people to leverage power against corporations. But they've effectively killed the strike, right? Mm -hmm. Sex workers need to band together. Uber drivers need to band together. OnlyFans people need to band together. All these people need to band together, collectively work together in order to force these corporations to move in the right direction because they're not going to do it on their own. On their own, they're going to make these changes that benefit them, that cover their ass. Now, I get it. They're trying to address child pornography, right? They could have first addressed this ages ago. Yep. Ages ago, before this got to this particular part, right? This moment in which people are now getting screwed over. Two, there was... Verification should have been a thing from the get-go, and they could have done verification in a way that was conscientious, that not everyone could be easily verified, right? Yeah. They could have easily done that, but they didn't do it. They didn't because they were profiting over it, because they were making money off of it. There's a variety of different actions they could have done to address this issue ages ago, but they didn't. They waited, and they waited until their money got threatened, and once their money got threatened, they then acted and screwed a bunch of people out of it. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the exact fix here is here, other than to say that the, it has to start with collective bargaining. It has to start with the people uh, I, around together. I will make a new porn site where right. I, I, I regulate all of this stuff, and everyone entering, gets a you're cut. entering into an area that not only would you end up screwing yourself over, but you probably would single-handedly destroy the internet <laughs> it's true maybe the <laughs> only person i know who'd manage to fuck up the internet would be you yes i will make this tube <laughs> it's yeah. just look filled I'm with garbage be- i'm a big believer of the, the i think the only real way is to break up these big companies i'd love to see these i'd love to see google oh, you've been saying that shit for up, years facebook broken up put a porn hub on and only fans on there to break all of that shit up <laughs> fucking marxist that's the key Uh, I'd like to see them all. This week in Currently Marxist, we talk about how porn is terrible. Teddy Roosevelt used to break up companies all the time, and now we're sitting here. You're telling me Google shouldn't be broken up? The motherfucker owns everything. I mean, they do. Amazon shouldn't be broken up? They own everything, dude. They got fucking... They got two kinds of grocery stores Break up a couple companies and start to see how many of them start to act right. They got, break up a couple. They got two grocery stores now, man. There's Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh. Break up Amazon. Start okay. with Amazon. Start there. Okay. Hey, Bezos is going down. Well, he isn't. He isn't going down. He's stepping down. He's not. He's barely. Oh, he's what? still. He's still a, a an, an officer. Uh, the difference the is he, he's going to make. He's still going to make the same money. Uh-huh. He still has the same power. He just now can go more effectively against workers and laborers. Without getting any heat for it. That son of a bitch. Because he's not going to be the face of it anymore. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, Amazon's screwing over workers left and right. Oh, yeah. Right? Amazon is even, is even worse than Pornhub, right? Yeah. Let's attack the Amazon. And that's what Amazon is. Amazon. That's why he's doing it. 
stepping down, all the focus is going to be new on the new CEO while he goes after workers and laborers with impunity. Do you remember when Amazon was an internet bookstore? I remember when Amazon. It killed <laughs> my favorite bookstore, Borders. Yeah. I it killed a bunch of bookstores. I remember Barnes when and Noble barely held on. Yeah, I remember an internet bookstore. It's only back. because it went into the same internet selling shit. Yeah. But that, Borders died. Yeah, it's true. Borders Books and Music. <laughs> I remember Gone. Borders. I used to go on trips to Borders all the time. The victim of Amazon. Yeah, fucking Amazon. Amazon fucking killed that shit. Yeah. I remember back in the day, the first time I knew Amazon was a problem was at work. I had a colleague. We'll call him Ron. Mm. It's not really his name. It's just one letter off. Anyways, mm. Ron was sitting there, and he was ordering steaks from Amazon. What? Ron had a tendency that when he would uh, buy stuff from Amazon, or like when he was you know how the computers you can't set, you stand right uh-huh. at work. Uh, he would he would he would shake his hips as he was buying. Like that's it, when he got excited, uh-huh. like he unintentional, like he wasn't dancing. He just is Ron from it. Minnesota. No, 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 oh. no, no. It's not jazzy. Oh. <laughs> so, anyways, um, he would he was he was just shaking his hips, and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? There's no way he's looking at porn. Yeah. Stuff is blocked. I look over his shoulder, and he's ordering himself steaks and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute when did they put steaks on amazon he's like, oh you buy everything on amazon I'm like i thought amazon was only books he's like no no i do all my grocery shopping on amazon and that's when i knew that's ah, a problem i was like this is this is going to be a problem it was bad enough they ruined bookstores uh-huh. now they're selling steaks on this thing this thing's the devil yeah. well that was my that was when i knew it i'd already been it. soured because of their their uh, their murder two or murder one of borders, borders. book and music. <laughs> Dude, someone told me like twelve years ago. It was it was a while back. They said the biggest threat to Google isn't gonna be like Apple or Microsoft. It's gonna be Amazon. You should buy oh, yeah, stock yeah. and you should buy stock in Amazon. Hands down. Dumbest thing I ever did in my life was not buy stock on Amazon when that guy told me that, bro. Yeah, I'd be Amazon m- is definitely the... But the thing with Amazon is Amazon's like a parasite, like an internet parasite. They've gotten into so many businesses that people don't even realize it. They don't right? anything, dude. Like the, I mean, the Google voice thingy, what's that called? Google what? Uh, the, the Google Hub? Google Hub thingy. Yeah. Amazon, Alexa, like, they're all about... They're, those are the two that are competing with one another. Yeah, I have one, but I never, it's, it's just unopened, sitting in this box. Literally, I'm like I'd looking never, at it. I, I'd never get it. Yeah. Both I won it. Been, both companies have both been caught spying yeah. very openly. Well, yeah, I won it. Unashamedly. I won it, and it's just sitting here. Like, I, I have nothing to do with it. Unashamed. I mean, there's already enough shit spying on us. The last thing I need is to have someone listening in to me as I talk to myself. Yeah, it's true. I'd fucking, there'd be fucking warrants coming to your house left and right, my friend. Yeah. As it is, I'm probably on some type of watch list. The last thing yeah, I need is it's true. Alexa listening into me. <laughs> Fuck you, Alexa. Look, man, I've decided from now on, we're no longer currently nerdy. We're currently Marxist. I'm trying to get, wake people up, Diz. Oh. I'm trying to wake people up. If people had listened to me years ago, do you think they'd be in this position now? Let's be honest. Have I been right or have I been right? Yeah, I mean, it's it true. Text app. But still. You all think I wear tinfoil hats, but I've been like dead on about every single aspect. about te- From tech spying, from fucking tech companies screwing over laborers and workers. Everyone thought tech was going to bring this 
utopian future. You know, Elon, they were lit, sitting there licking Elon Musk's nuts yeah, Daddy about Elon. how he was going to bring about the, this glorious future. Their dear leader was going to bring about this glorious tech future. <laughs> everyone was going to be a millionaire and everyone was going to have a Tesla and everyone was going to work at their own rate and they were going to charge with subscription. You know, like they, everyone thought that shit. And I was sitting there going, yeah, none of that's going to happen. Tech's uh, going to screw over workers left and right. Yes. Son of, son, son of South African mining, like, warlord. Yeah, uh, the, the dude who, the son of a South African emerald mine owner during apartheid is not your liberator. I'm but he's sorry. a self-made billionaire, Ali. He's a self-made billionaire whose dad <laughs> invested millions of of apartheid diamonds <laughs> you fucking i swear to god I, I, if i if i like hands down for me the weirdest fucking people on the internet on e, are elon musk fans the daddy elon guys they are the weirdest fucking people on online yeah it's true bro. hands down every time you say something about elon musk some dork ass loser jumps up but Elon's an innovator. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fuck you and daddy Elon, bitch. He's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a rich dumbass who happens to surround himself with other engineers. <laughs> and even then, I'll never forget when he rolled out that truck of his. That <laughs> rugged truck that was supposed to be unbreakable. He had, he had a guy come up there. He's like, go ahead, throw a rock. <laughs> the guy threw a rock. And I broke the window. <laughs> My favorite's when he starts crying when, like, they told him that, like, scientists laughed at his SpaceX. <laughs> Come on, man. Billion dollars spent on this unbreakable truck. Hold on, I'm dying. Unbreakable truck whose windows you couldn't break. And some random guy threw a rock and he broke the window. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that, well, that didn't, that wasn't supposed to happen. Here, try it to the other window. So they broke a second window. <laughs> I gotta look this up now. Bro. You have to look this up. And he just seems like, oh. Yeah, Daddy uh, Elon. And they think that fucker is gonna liberate them. Daddy Elon, Daddy Elon. Dude, I should make a clubhouse room where I'm just talking shit about Elon Musk. Uh, fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck you. <laughs> well, we're gonna get we're gonna get deplatformed for that. Right then and there. Yeah, fuck. I'm gonna see your tech overlords really act <laughs> on Elon Musk. All right, yeah, let's before, call it a before night. Before you get us arrested, bro. <laughs> before we get arrested, let's call it a night. Diz dig us out. All right, if you want to snitch on us, you could do so by reporting Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. You could report our Twitter at currently nerdy, our Instagram currently nerdy, um, our Tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on Stitcher and the iTunes podcast app. Make sure you rate, review, and give us a five star uh, rating and nice. write something nice about us, all right? Tell me how sexy I am on your reviews. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can as well. Ali, how can I get a hold of you? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. Remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire and fuck Daddy Musk.